Hello and welcome to the Living Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Gigi Febris Cordero. Today I chat about how this last week of my life has been, how it seems like no time at all has passed since we last chatted. Um, I share all about a new friend that showed up on the farm as well as spending the week with my dad and my sister as we celebrated my beautiful mom and um, spent time together as we went through the one year anniversary of her passing. I also chat about the closing of the season and how I feel much lighter on the other side as I have moved through so much grief over the last year and how things just seem a bit brighter today than they have in such a long time. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode. I also want to remind you that until the end of April, which is just a few more days, the Adapt Elixir is our product of the month, a blend of beautiful adaptogens that support us during stressful times and help our cortisol levels stay low when we move into stressful situations. And they just support us in adapting as things come up like they do. So if you are interested in grabbing an Adapt Elixir, you can do so in the online shop. That is shoplunanueva.com, S-H-O-P-L-U-N-A-N-U-E-V-A.com. You can also grab that link in the show notes. And if you are interested in grabbing one, you can do so with 10% off if you use the coupon code at checkout living holistic, just like the title of the pod. Um, And that 10% discount is only until the end of April. And then we will move into uh, May's product of the month. So I love you guys. I hope you enjoy this week's episode and we will jump into it now. Hello, 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 my loves, my darlings, my friends, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I can't believe It's already been a week since I sat down to talk with you guys last. It's crazy. Some weeks it feels like a whole lifetime of things have happened. And other weeks I'm like, what? We just sat down and chatted. (laughs) Like, really? It's time to do this again? How? And that is this week. I think maybe because I was off the farm for so much this week. Um, I don't know, but I just feel like I blinked and it's Friday again. Happy Friday. And uh, I'm just blown away by how fast time went by. Um, This last week was... um, actually really nice really nice compared to the week before um where I was dealing with that horrible anxiety 
I'm really happy to report that I'm feeling really good. Um, I just had an amazing night's sleep for the first time all week. Um, Yeah, like I turned off the light, closed my eyes, and woke up at 6.30 and was like, what? That's it? (laughs) Like it's over? I feel like I just turned out the light, kind of like how I feel about this week. Um, Yeah, I slept super soundly, which I needed. So I'm feeling really good today. Um, My energy level's up. My mood feels good. Um, Yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of like buzzing at the right energy And, um, yeah, yeah, this week was really interesting. It was not what I expected. Um, so to catch you up a little, um, this last week, Tuesday, which was the 25th of April was the one year anniversary of my mother's passing. Um, and so my dad and my sister and I spent pretty much the whole week together. I was at their house Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I got home really late um, Wednesday night. So I will share all of that with you. Um, But let's start at the beginning of my week, which would have been last Friday since the last time we chatted because a little something happened on a Friday um, that I want to share about. Um, A little boy, a little male cat came into my life and um, stolen my heart. So as you know, we have quite a few cats here on the farm. Um, When we first got here, I think like the first month we were here, um, my sister, um, technically Susser's sister, but I've known her since she was like eight years old. She seems very much like my little sister. I love her dearly. Um, but her girlfriend, um, found two kittens during a thunderstorm in downtown Atlanta in the middle of the night and rescued them. And they knew that we were looking for, um, some farm cats. So they drove them down here and they were teeny tiny little kittens, like still on formula, um, like only like three or four weeks old, they seemed. And we grew them up and they became our Frank and Floof and the first cats that we had here. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about Floof. Um, so yeah, so those are our boys, um, our twin brothers And then not too long ago, um, over the um, winter, probably like the beginning, I think maybe like October it was, October, November, somewhere in there, um, my other sister, her neighbor had been rescuing some cats from their neighborhood and she had a set of twin um, sisters that needed a home and so we took them in and um (laughs) I got this wild hair um to not spay them when they came into their first heat and instead 
see if a male would come and breed them, which did happen. And so I have two pregnant, <laughs> two pregnant cats. Um, Jen is, so my girls are Jen and Juice and Jen is so pregnant. She it looks like she swallowed a bowling ball. <laughs> like she's, she's so pregnant. She's due May 18th. She's just like waddling around, um, attacking all the other, not like attacking, but just like smacking in the face, all the other animals, dogs, cats, um, all she wants is love from the humans and food from the humans. Um, and she doesn't want anything to do with anyone else. She has such like the cutest little fiercest little mama bear energy going on right now. It's, it's adorable. Um, and then her sister juice is like a week and a half, a week, week and a half behind her. Um, so that's exciting. We'll have kittens for my birthday, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and then of course I am getting them spayed as soon as they're done, um, giving, um, having kittens. Um, so I have their appointment six weeks after they give birth, they will be getting, um, spayed when the kittens can, um, be weaned. And we already have homes for quite a few of the kittens, which is very good. It depends on how many kittens we have, um, how many extra we might have. Um, so we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but I'm excited about that. Um, and you know, that seems like enough, seemed like enough cats for me. Um, we do plan on keeping two of the kittens. So that would put us at six cats, um, which seems a little much. My sis, I have a sister who had seven cats and I remember thinking like, what the hell is wrong with you? And now that's about to be me. Um, but I do have a farm, so we have a lot of land, um, and, you know, the cats are outside cats, most of them. Um, they do come inside, but they sleep outside, and um, only the boys sleep inside. Um, anyhow, so that's the cat situation as it was last time we spoke. However, on Friday of last week, um, our one of our farm interns, we have a couple farm interns now, and um, one of our farm interns came out to work, and we had just gotten into the garden, and I hear this like, meow, 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 like this cat meowing, and it sounds different than my cat, so I'm like, what in the world? So I'm like trying to figure out where it's coming from. Then I look over the fence into um, the forested part um, outside of our property and I see this this black and white cat laid like just hanging out and one of the oak hammocks just talking and talking and talking and I was like well hey bud like what's up and of course in the garden we have fencing that's designed to keep little critters out so I you know he couldn't get through that fencing. So I went outside the garden around to the perimeter fence and he tried to climb through, but there's some um, metal fencing up against the slats and he just couldn't figure it out to fit through. So I 
exited the back gate that we have in the back of the property and went back there and was like, hey, kitty. And he just comes running up to me and just talk, meow, 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 just talking his little head off and rubbing all over me. So friendly, so sweet, just really wanted love and affection. Um, he was very skinny, um, but very well, like very used to being around people. And, um, after spending a little time with him, he let me check out his private areas and I discovered that he was a he and was neutered. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I took him to where we have the food for the other cats in one of the outbuildings and he went crazy and just ate a bunch of food and drank a bunch of water. He was really, really thirsty and just followed me around for the rest of the day. I was like so obsessed. I could hardly get any work done because I just wanted to hang out with this cat. And um, I made a bunch of videos and photos and I sent them to Cesar and was like, so we have a situation. (laughs) And of course, he's as obsessed with cats as I've become. So he's like, well, send me a photo. I'll um, reach out to the neighbors and see if he belongs to anyone, Um, which is so funny because honestly, I didn't even think to do that Um, because he came from the forest. I just assumed he was like a forest cat. Of course, he's been neutered. So at some point, someone cared for him. Um, And like I said, he loves people. Um, loves children. We had some children on the farm um, on Sunday and Cesar and I were just blown away at how like these three little young kids, like a year and a half, like four and maybe like, I don't know, seven. And they were just like pulling on him and touching him and he was just purring and happy as can be. So yeah, Cesar put a few feelers out and no one um, no one knew of him or no one knew of a missing cat. No one was missing their cat. So he's still here and, um, we've named him Bobby and he is just the sweetest thing. Um, really, truly just so sweet. And he's really just you know, putting up a fight to become one of the pack. Um, Floof is giving him the hardest time, just like following him around. Um, Like not really messing with him, but like everywhere he goes, he turns around and there's Floof, (laughs) like right there. Floof's like stalking him. Um, And I feel bad, but he's put, he's putting up you know, a fight. He's like, I'm not going, you can't scare me off. The human said I could stay and I'm staying. So we officially have five cats now, two of which are pregnant. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous pod, kind of why I got the wild hair, um, to let the cats, um, get pregnant instead of getting them spayed. Growing up, um, we had a bunch of cats, And um, we had kittens like quite a few times growing up. My mom 
um, the neighborhood. She, we kind of just like, my dad would start feeding some of the neighborhood strays. And sometimes we'd get, get them and go get them spayed and neutered. Um, but sometimes they'd come to us pregnant or, um, you know, they wouldn't really let us get them and then they'd become pregnant. Um, and my mom would always bring the preg like when they were about to give birth, she'd bring them in the house and we'd watch these cats give birth and we'd care for them. And I remember one time we had two mamas, um, and they gave birth like relatively close to each other and they shared the kittens. Like if one mom went off to do something, the other mama would like get her kittens and let them nurse. It was the most precious thing. And I don't know, something about it made me feel like going through the process of having kittens would like make me feel close to my mom again or something. I don't know. I was so young when all this happened, um, but my sister Jimmy was older and she remembers a lot more. So I keep asking her questions like, what did mom do for this? Or what did mom do with that? Or um, like Jen has started to nest in the funniest ways. She like, <laughs> she like tries to make a nest in the sofa. Um, it's really cute because she's also just so tiny, um, even though she's so fat and pregnant, just she's a small cat in general. Um, and so she's like digging into the sofa and like kicking the pillows up. It's just, it's really hysterical. So in the next few days, I really need to make her a little nesting box, um, with some towels and sheets and whatever, um, for her to nest in. Um, I'm going to put it, um, on like the front porch area. So if she's outside during the night when she starts to give birth or wants to nest, she has a place to do that so she doesn't start doing it somewhere else like possibly under my house or um, in the forest somewhere like I want to make sure she has a place that she knows is hers so when the time comes she will um, start giving birth in there and then we can move it inside at that point um, she'll have to be inside for six weeks or they both will once they give birth um, with the kittens we'll have to set up a litter box and all that um and then once the kittens are six weeks old, we will get um, them spayed and we will um, give the cats away to whoever wants a little free kitten. So that's the plan there and why I felt really called to do it. Everyone keeps joking that we are now farming cats, which honestly isn't really a joke. It's kind of true. <laughs> But um, <clears throat> it's just a fun part of the freedom and the ability to have this many cats when you have this much land and um, this many buildings that need um, to be protected from rodents and things like that. I really want to train these new kittens <clears throat> to hang out more in the goat area um, to help keep rodents down out there. Just helps the property stay um, more sanitary as well because of the rodents. They carry disease and they poop everywhere and it's just a mess. So ever since we got the girls um, and we feed them out in our big, um, one of our big buildings, we have what we call the freezer room out there because it has all of our freezers and we wanted it to stay clean because that's where our food is. So um, that's where we feed the girls 
and um, or we just keep the cat food out there. The boys are out during the day. Bob's out there now, so they all have access to that food. Um, and we have not seen any signs of rodents since we got them and started doing that. So they do have a job and a purpose here on the farm. They're not just pets. So, um, it works out. They pay their rent (laughs) and, um, and we give them lots and lots of love and affection. So, yeah, so that was the weekend. It was just like hanging out with Bob, um, getting ready for, the market on Sunday that we do every Sunday where we sell our um, goat dairy and our eggs. And um, I was selling some produce as well this weekend. And then, of course, all my herbal supplements and herbal body care. Um, so every Sunday I do that market. It is, um, if you're local to Central Florida, it is the Maitland market on Sundays from 930 to 130. And I absolutely adore that market. I adore adore all my customers. I have lots of regulars and all of the other vendors that are my neighbors around me. We're just really a tight family. I've been in that market for a really long time now. Um, Long before I was a farmer, just selling my herbal products. And it really fills my cup every weekend. It is so good for me to be in community. Um, I definitely love my alone time and I need that as well. But since moving out here and having a lot of alone time, I have learned that community, being in relation with people is really what fills me and fills my cup. Um, I need that time every week to be in community with people. And um, the market is my absolute favorite way to do that. So That is every weekend and I love it and I need it and I'm so grateful for it. And then Monday, I um, packed a bag and headed off to my dad and my sisters for the week to celebrate my mom. And um, yeah, we just had a really nice, a really, really, really nice time. Um, just laying low or on the house and cooking and baking. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw I set up a little camera <laughs> in the kitchen on Tuesday morning while we were all in the kitchen um, making breakfast and um, we were drinking mimosas and um, yeah, just my sister and my dad and uh, my brother-in-law and me and I was I had a little camera hidden so no one knew at first and um recorded just some pieces of us being just the silly family that we are and cracking jokes um and yeah I didn't sleep very well there though um it's interesting it's just, it's all really interesting. So the guest room there is set up the way that my mom always set up the guest room. This is where my mom lived when she passed away. And so I really wanted to be there and in her energy and in the vibe of that room. Um, but my brother-in-law's son <clears throat> is um, moving here uh, permanently 
And so he'll be taking over that room. So my sister is changing it up. And of course, it's all my mom's antiques and stuff in there. And he's like, a I don't know, 15 year old boy. So we are pulling all of that out and replacing it with furniture that's appropriate for a 15 year old boy. So if it gets, you know, destroyed, it's not that big of a deal. It's not my mom's antiques. Um, so that room is changing. So this was kind of like a weird goodbye. I don't know how to describe it. I really could tell going into it that it was the closing of something, like the ending of something, something about the vibe, the energy, the one year mark made it feel like a completion of sorts. And, um, Staying in this room for the last time filled with all my mom's belongings and possessions and art on the wall. My mother was an amazing artist. Um, And knowing that all of that is going to be gone and I won't have that room to stay in anymore. Um, I also noticed that it doesn't smell like her anymore. Which, I mean, obviously she hasn't been there for a year, but, like, the sheets are the same. The, you know, the soap that they use to wash the sheets are the same. Everything's the same. It's just she's not there. And I didn't realize how much of the scent was actually her. Like, I always wonder, like, you know, when you associate a scent to someone, like, is it the soap they use and like the lotion they put on and the laundry detergent that they use that determines their scent, their smell? Or is it like actually them? And I guess it's actually them because it just didn't smell like the same. Like at night I would lay in the bed and like hold the pillows and the sheets and I don't know, I guess I was sniffing them. <laughs> kind of sounds weird to say it like that but um I was just laying there and I realized like wow this doesn't smell like it used to so it really must have been my mom that gave it that smell and uh yeah so so Friday we just hung out we were sorry Monday Monday we just hung out we were gonna go out to dinner but it started like pouring, 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 pouring down rain when it was time to go out to dinner. And I didn't feel like going out in the rain. And I didn't plan my outfit appropriate to going out in the rain. You know how like, I don't really mind going out in the rain as long as I'm prepared to go out in the rain. But I had like long flowy pants with sandals. And I'm like, my feet are going to get soaked. My pants are going to get soaked. Like I'm just not prepared to go out in the world while it's raining. So we ended up just staying in and ordering Thai food in that was really yummy and just all of us hung out together um Cesar of course was stayed on the farm to take care of everything but he was also very much a part of it as well he on his way home on Monday um surprised us and stopped in so he was there for dinner and then he came here to take care of the farm after dinner And then he came back Tuesday morning for breakfast or more like brunch um, and was there all day Tuesday and then went back home Tuesday evening to take care of the farm. 
And then um, he stayed here Wednesday. And I was going to come home Wednesday. But then it was like the whole... Well, okay. So you know that I get sad (laughs) when things end. And my sister still had Wednesday off. And I still had like Wednesday totally free and open. Um, But I had planned on just like coming home, you know, around like two or three and settling back into the house. But then just hanging out with my sister. My dad went to work on Wednesday. And so I was just, it was just um, my sister and I. And so it was just a little different. And I was like, why don't we just hang out together? Like the whole celebration of my mom had passed. And so it was more kind of like that, that sadness, that vibe of like, oh, this is over. Um, Which is when I expected really like the grief and the sadness and the depression to sit to like sink in um so I was like well what I'll just stay the night like I don't I can just leave early Thursday morning Cesar is home he's taking care of the farm like I don't need to be there um I do always miss my farm so much while I was while I'm gone and I miss that new cat (laughs) the whole time I was gone I was like I miss Bob um but Um, yeah, I was just like, I don't need to rush off. So I'm just going to stay and hang out. And so we did, um, we started watching that, um, Grease show. It's a new, um, series that's based on the Grease story, the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies. And so it's a really cute, um, show that's musical and just kind of, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. My mother would have loved it. And my dad was so cute. He's like, the dancing and the clothes and the cars. He just kept talking about the cars. So my dad watched it with us all weekend, but or all week. I kept feeling like it was a weekend because this isn't normally the vibe of like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is the vibe of like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but no, it was the week. Um, and so we just hung out and watched that and took naps and rested and hung out by the pool. And then I woke up from my nap at like 7 p.m., 7.30 and was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to pack up and head home. I wasn't sleeping very well. So I was like, I want to get, I want to try to get a good night's sleep. So I ended up leaving Wednesday night and honestly expected to just have so much sadness in my heart and grief in my heart and I haven't y'all I really 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 haven't like it was such a beautiful time with my family I've just really 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 loved this special time of just um my sister my dad and I it's it's been so precious even though we miss my mom so much having this time with just him, like we didn't have that a lot. I don't know because we were a household of all females. I don't know why, but I mean, we always grew up really close to my dad, but we didn't have just a lot of one-on-one time without my mom being there. And so um, it's just been new and different and, and really nice, honestly, really, really nice. And I don't have sadness. I almost feel like I move past like a big hurdle in my grief and I've come out the other side. 
um, I don't know. I just feel like it really is a completion of something of this first phase. Um, you know, I recently learned like we're, we're taught these stages of grief that you're supposedly, that you supposedly go through. But here's the thing. There's a big misunderstanding about these stages of grief. These stages that were studied and developed or however you want to say it, um, that became known, um, weren't actually studied or became known on people that were going through grief, like people that lost someone. That's not what they're for. They were actually the stages of grief that someone goes through when they find out that they are dying. It's interesting, right? So it's their coming to terms with the fact that they are dying. It's not that someone they love died and they're grieving that. Does that make sense? So it's kind of bullshit to put people in this box of like, oh, you go through, you know, denial and then, you know, shock and then anger and then blase, blase to acceptance. That's not how it works when you've lost your mother or your partner or your best friend or a loved one. Um, that's at least for me, I did not find that. I feel like some days I have acceptance. Other days I'm still in shock. Some days I'm pissed off. It's like you're bouncing all over the place like a ping pong ball. There's not moving through these stages in a order. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, but it might for people who, you know, have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, which is what the stages of grief are based off of. So I think so often we are led to believe that we have to move through these stages in a sequence and it's not accurate. Um, and my grief has definitely not been like that. Um, but something about this one year felt like a completion. And I feel like I have, I'm at a place where, I don't know, it seems a little easier to hold. The grief seems a lot more, I don't know, just like I'm able to live with it better. It's not as heavy as it was. I don't know. It's interesting. I've been sitting with it a lot. I've been sitting in meditation and in ceremony a lot um, with this feeling and I just feel lighter. I really do. I've had an altar here for my mom since she passed and um, I have a desire to kind of like switch it up now and to add other elders that we've lost to the altar and not have it just strictly be my mom like it's been for the last year. Um, I really put like a lot of her photos all over the house after she passed and um, I remember feeling like it was kind of a lot. And so I, I remember like early on telling Cesar like, don't worry, honey, it won't be like this forever. Because <laughs> I could tell he's like, wow, everywhere I look, there's a photo of my mother-in-law, um, which I know he was so totally fine with and like chill and easygoing as my husband is. But I knew it shouldn't be like that forever. And so 
yeah, I'm just at a place now as I've settled back in after getting home that I'm plan on kind of rearranging some stuff and taking down some of the photos and moving them and just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I really don't. I don't feel like I have the right words to eloquently tell you exactly how I'm feeling, but lighter is a really good way. Um, and just at peace, and yeah, it's really, really nice to sit down and talk with you guys and not be like, I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I have so much anxiety. Like, it's really nice to sit down and talk to you guys from a place of um, feeling imbalance and feeling clear and feeling joy and happiness. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on there. I did end up um, editing and sharing a video on YouTube that um, I was really excited to share. I posted that on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I did a full garden tour. I know I shared a little bit about um, my hopes of doing that in last week's episode, but I did um, I shared just some snippets of our life, um, our day-to-day life here on the farm, and we did a full garden tour, and I have loved sharing that because the garden is just so beautiful right now, and it makes me so happy. Um, so I will add the link to that in the show notes, so if you want to check out um, our garden, you can. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. I'm going to be heading, I talked about this, um, last week as well. Um, but today is Friday. Um, and a little bit later today, I am going to be heading out, um, to Grounding Roots Juice Bar to hang out with my people there and to do free herbal consultations. And it's just another really great time to be in community and to chat with my community and see how I can be of service to them. And um, yeah, I love heading into Grounding Roots Juice Bar. I do it once a month and I just love the family there and the community there. And um, all of their customers are so wonderful. And we have a lot of fun on Fridays. Um, We do this once a month on Friday, and it's a really good time. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to a really nice weekend on the farm of just feeling good and being in a really good place. And um, I think that's all I have for you guys today. It's a short little episode. Um, I honestly can't stop smiling. Um... It's just, oh, it's really nice. Before I go, I just feel really called right now um, to invite you guys to stop whatever you're doing for a minute. If you can, if you're driving, don't do that. But if you are able to just take a second right now to stop whatever it is you're doing, And to take your right hand 
and to place it on your heart and to just check in and to ask yourself, hmm, how am I doing right now? How am I doing right now? Maybe scan the body. Start with the toes and the feet and the ankles, the shins and the calves and the knees, the hamstrings, the quadriceps, the hips, the root chakra and the sacral chakra. Moving up to the torso, the belly, the womb. to the chest and the back, the shoulders, maybe shrugging them up and rolling them down a couple times. Your arms, your elbows, your wrists, your fingers, your neck, your jaw, maybe relaxing it, letting it fall, letting your tongue rest in the bottom of your mouth. your eyes, your forehead, and your crown. Just saying, how am I doing? Allowing a white light to pour out of the crown of your head and slowly down the body engulfing yourself with peace love, kindness, acceptance. Mm. You are enough. You're perfect just the way you are. You don't need to change anything. You just need to be. You're perfect and you are loved. I love you. And I'm so, so, so grateful for you. Hmm. Taking a deep breath in through the nose for the count of four. Holding at the top and out through the mouth sigh. One more time in through the nose to the count of four. Holding at the top and letting it go. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. What blessed, how blessed we are to have these bodies that care for us without us even having to think about it. We are so blessed. I am so blessed. You are so blessed. Mm. thank you thank you for hanging out with me thank you for listening and being a part of my community and mm, I love you so much I hope you have such a lovely lovely weekend and um, I'll be back next week
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Living Holistic Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, I ask that you please follow, rate, review, and share with anyone else you feel would also enjoy. The Living Holistic Podcast will be back again next week.